2.09 a.m. of the 22nd of March, 2021. You know, the last time I recorded, well, I know I recorded after that, but I do remember recording about a year ago. Must have been the 23rd or the 26th. I don't remember. While I was COVID positive. So, we're back. I'm back. Sorry. I keep using a collective pronoun because I'm always... I'm always with my dog, so I always feel like we're back. Parang it's the two of us. Anyway, this is Channel Steady. There's also Channel Steady on Clubhouse, but that's very different from here because it's not, you know, it's not recorded. It's one of those drop-in audio conversations. But this is Channel Steady, and you're listening to me. My name is Gang. I'm a psychotherapist. And since the last time we talked, I did get a couple of certifications and a license since then so because remember my first few podcast episodes were just for a (laughs) a school requirement so but here we are you know what it's two in the morning and approaching monday and i thought god i can't sleep and then i realized ah i'm experiencing the anniversary effect i really am the anniversary effect if you can google it but i'll tell you anyway um, ito talaga yung, it's a combination of disturbing, weird, unsettling, disconcerting feelings when a significant date is coming up. And I do have a, dis- a significant date coming up. I'm actually not sure if it's the 23rd or the 26th because, you know, when I was COVID positive, my days were just melting all over each other. I just wasn't sure. I just know it was around this time. And... I don't even have the heart to listen to myself record last year. I did listen to it once. And then I could really hear myself catch my breath. Like I couldn't talk. But, <clears throat> well, I have caught up with my breath. <laughs> I think I breathe better now. Um, I know I sound flippant, but I, I truly am grateful that I survived COVID last year. There's so many questions up in the air. Am I, am I open to being reinfected? Will I get, am I, is it okay to have a vaccine since I already got it? And all these questions right now, while they are floating everywhere, I have learned in the last year how to regulate the thousand questions that come and flood my brain. Okay. I don't, um, I try my very best and I have found strategies to handle it. I have found my, I've tried my very best not to be overwhelmed by 6,432 questions all at the same time, um, a slight exaggeration. But yeah, those are questions that are hanging. And if I come across the information, I will. And when I have extra time in between my, my work and sessions, because I have patients, I have clients now, um, a lot of people are they're not comfortable being called patients. Some would like to be called counselees. Some would like to be called clients. Others are okay with patients. Um, in my space, I don't see anything wrong with the word patient. Not not an indicator of being ill, but an indicator of we are working on something. And both myself, the therapist, and my patient will both have to be patient. So it's like an adjective, more than a 
you know, an indicator of illness. But I get it. I get it. I'm just more comfortable saying patience because I do appreciate and acknowledge that even I and my counselee or the person I'm accompanying through a difficult season, challenging season, is being very patient. So this is Channel Steady. It started out, this podcast started out as a pocket mobile art therapy class while you're on the road. If I, if I remember right, the first few episodes I recorded were... 2019 yeah for my it's it's for re- my requirement for my fellowship for my postgrad and it was supposed to be this was designed to be to give you art therapy tips to calm your anxiety down to address some panic moments by being more aware about your you know using your senses so your sense of sight your sense of smell oh something dropped your sense of sight your sense of smell what color you chose for the day, mga ganyan. So that's really, that's really pretty much what this was about at the start. But since, like many things, and like virus strains, this podcast has evolved. So tonight, I don't even know if anyone's gonna listen to this. But I think nobody listens to this podcast anyway. But I'll record it anyway. So I'm gonna record this because when I die, <coughs> and I will die, by the way. We just don't know when. I want my nephews and nieces to hear me. I think I think they should hear my voice and saying that I, I'm pretty much recording a lot of the ideas I have. Ooh, how do I say this? Terribly flowing through my brain every night. And I want to organize them into one large compilation of audio files. Care of Anchor FM. Anchor by Spotify. So, Channel Steady is available in actually, I don't know, I think six platforms, but I listen to it on Anchor FM. So, I'm actually very, 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 very grateful that there is such a thing as Anchor FM by Spotify. So, welcome to Channel Steady. I am Gang, still my name, now a practicing clinician. I do have a private practice now, limited patients, because I really prefer accompanying patients per quarter and the minimum appointments appointment commitments I need I want from somebody I will invest in uh, is 12 sessions so that's like three months so I have a very limited um, number of patients right now but we do hold by we I mean project steady the umbrella project of channel steady we do have free uh, Zoom wellness sessions every Tuesday, Manila time, 2 o'clock. It's actually sponsored by a, um, a corporation called Screen Technologies. They pay for the session and decided since they hired a mental wellness, emotional literacy um, a therapist every Tuesday, they decided to open it for the, to the public. So you can actually sign up every Tuesday. Anyway, just look for it. We're on, we're on Facebook. Uh, no, we're not. Oh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. So that's what I do. Uh, I now have a, a literal space. There's a clinic now, which is a building and a half away from my home because of COVID, um, because of the virus. I, we decided to move, close down a couple of our labs. 
uh, one was in Quezon City and the other one was in uh, Pasay Road which had to close down and I was quite on a standstill for 2020 recovering and and etc but I we did Project Steady did a lot of building online so we have a few communities that have accompanied each other since March of last year MWF we would meet it started out with a program that I'm part of the Mindanao Peace Games where we would meet elite athletes and everybody anybody in the sports <clears throat> Philippine sports landscape so MWF there would be uh, some learning session and I continued it when it ended around April uh, especially my, my specialty is actually I'm a mental health clinician for elite athletes so I do take care of a few elite athletes they are preparing for the sea games the southeast asian games and there's one or two preparing for the olympics for for tokyo which will be held this year i was supposed to be uh, flying with my um, client but safety first and tokyo said if you're not part of the official roster and don't go so i'm going to have to do some mental coaching with her uh, with them uh from afar so um i guess tonight what i wanted to talk about are the trauma responses freeze flight um fight and fawn i know the famous ones is would be fight and flight like a trauma response is when you detect that there is danger somewhere and you immediately have a <clears throat> excuse me a reflex response parang there's danger in the room i should respond so the first most famous trauma response is you fight so i think a part of a large part of this is assessing the danger so if it's um, if you think you can um, out energy it <laughs> if you can outdo it then you fight if you think you can beat it because it's smaller weaker than you then sure if you assess the situation that the threatening situation is slower then you can flee you can get out of the scene um, if it's a lion chasing after you you can run and climb up a tree mm. which brings me to the third trauma response which is um freeze gosh we always forget that there is such a response as freeze there's a large there's a reason for it freeze is actually where you if you're a mammal it's really where you quite literally freeze and if you're a reptile you stop breathing so you kind of look dead like you're not there so it's it's a manner of like oh i'm not gonna move so that maybe they won't notice me this this freeze trauma response comes in different forms for us eh? sometimes we hide so a, a version of freeze would be you won't raise your hand and share your opinion you won't give an idea you won't suggest you won't participate you won't engage in a conversation because you have a trauma um, possibly a trauma response that if I share my idea I might get embarrassed and that's humiliating and painful and a trauma response is exactly that it's our reflex action to avoid getting hurt humiliated laughed at or embarrassed so there is that freeze response to protect ourselves so if you know this fight flee and freeze these are trauma responses and ergo they are very protective it protects you it gives you um, options to avoid pain or danger whichever both or both so 
So, but there's a fourth one that is often misunderstood, largely not not discussed because there's it's a little more complex than fight, flight, flee. Uh, because the how do I say this? The origin of the trauma response study, the fight, flight, flee response, um, was was created in the context of Homo sapiens early, 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 early forms of us. Uh, so the cavemen had danger. They were sem- not semi-nomadic. They were nomadic. And therefore, they had to keep physically safe. And there was always some threat with large, wild animals. So it does make sense that at, to this day, our brains have the, vas- the vasal reaction, vagal reaction, sorry, to fight, flee, or freeze. Uh, but you know we evolved good news humans have evolved we demonstrate our, tra- our trauma responses in different ways now and then there's this thing oh I got us I was gonna introduce the fourth one the fourth trauma response often neglected and misunderstood is is a trauma response called fawn f-a-w-n and in some some studies it's called a piece so fight flight freeze a piece or fight flight Freeze, fawn. Fawn is exactly what it means. You, you gush over someone's excellence, or you praise and adore and etc. This is actually a trauma response of a op- oppressed slash abused slash um, subservient person dealing with an offending authority where they know that the authority is narcissistic so they will end up praising the authority because they know if you praise a narcissist like psychopathic narcissist it keeps you safe because they will like you so in a way um it's so confusing because you're going to have an offender abuse you and you know by instinct you don't even know this on the cognitive level on the logical reason level you don't even say i shall praise president duterte or whoever because if i don't praise him um i might get into trouble human rights is not a big thing for you know for this particular president we don't even do it that consciously, you know. Sometimes by instinct, by sheer survival reflex, we will praise an abuser, an offender, because it keeps us on like on their good side. And if we are on their good side, it reduces the chances of us being harmed by them. And what's very disturbing about the fawn trauma re- response the befriending this is where you people please this is where you can't say no this is where you need to be almost like a fan you know when you're dealing with narcissists or borderline personality people who can't regulate relationships so much in the neutral zone you really either have to be an enemy or a fan so well, one of the reasons why it's confusing, not confusing, complex, why it's complicated is because when you fawn over, idolize, celebrate, extremely praise your abuser, you suppress your truth and actually move yourself to a zone that's kind of a lie. A lie! Because by any measure, you are being hurt. 
And just so that you are not further hurt, you're gonna bullshit your way through and say, no, 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 he's a lovely person. She's a lovely person. Um, there are many other uh, psychological theories that overlap with this. Okay? That there's a Stockholm Syndrome, wherein uh, the prisoner needs to befriend the warden so that he's, he or she is not in danger. You know this, you can Google it, Stockholm, as in Stockholm, the city um, syndrome. And then it's all. there's also a, um, a mechanism of defense for people with borderline personality disorder where they split, where they cannot see one person in the multifaceted way. It's either they adore that person you know bullshit themselves that this is a really a, a, a person they adore because this is the same person that hurts them and it's unbearable to think that they're being hurt okay let me let me let me give you an example if you have a caregiver for lack of a better word could be a parent who who truly hurts you uh chronically with tiny cuts or even just avert even overtly with large trauma incidents traumatic incidents um it's too painful sometimes for the child to admit that the one person who's supposed to be taking care of them is the same person hurting them so they kind of split so it's a that's that's one other overlapping thing when it comes to the trauma response that is fun so what happens is no he's really kind he's you know he's really so thoughtful even if it's the person that's abusing you because there's fear irrational most of the time that he can hear you and and if you praise him you know that he will be on his good side so that's really really confusing because you're suppressing your truth by any measure right so um i think it's very helpful to know what your trauma response is it's not always one or the other. You're not consistently a fighter or consistently a fleer. No, no, no. I think it also depends de la situation. I think depends. It depends on the situation. Sometimes you can read the situation fast enough. I know. Oh, I can fight this, or ah, I can run away. I can avoid. It. Or you can say, oh, 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 oh. I know this is too tricky. I'm just gonna ignore it. I, you know, I'm not gonna participate nor engage. So, para okay, I didn't see the problem. So that that's that's a version of free. And then there's a version of Juan, which I spend a lot of minutes on. So I guess that's all for for tonight because it's 2.30 in the morning. I decided to revisit this podcast and maybe continue it to record some things because we are kind of on our second lockdown wave in the Philippines. Well, of course, the government says there's no lockdown. It's just called many other things. Community quarantine, enhanced, etc. But I, I do feel an anniversary dread because not it feels like nothing has changed from last year. In fact, it might be worse. Yesterday, we had our highest uh, infection rate count, 7,999. 7, well, a sneeze short of 8,000. And I personally know four, and one is in severe, in the severe care, active cases. I know personally four, four um, COVID active cases. And so it's um, it's been a rough week for many of us, for me. 
So I thought I'd decide to record this again since I was optimistic enough last year to record my experience being COVID positive. I wasn't even sure when I recorded because there weren't enough tests. I was infected by patient 83. Can you believe that? Such an early adapter. So that makes me something like patient 87 or 88. And there's nothing. I just had to isolate, hydrate. And I went through shit too because my symptoms were not delightful. I was finding myself catching my breath. I'm one of those long haulers where it's been a year, but I think I have not regained full uh, homeostasis homeostasis because every day I need to, to nap I never used to but it could also be age but no I don't think so and I do have certain I do have certain days where where I in the middle of my fourth sentence I run out of breath but that could also be because I'm so excited but so one good thing I learned picked up over the 365 plus plus days since I last recorded regarding COVID um, I have been really really good with my breathing like I'm really very conscious of how I inhale and I exhale and I must end with this tip if you want to calm yourself down the secret is in the exhale exhale longer than you inhale that's where the calming signal will be exhale longer than you inhale inhale for four counts exhale for eight six five four three two one then repeat four four seven six five four three two you gotta exhale twice as long as you inhale if you want to calm down okay that's that's all i have for tonight maybe i'll record again tomorrow gosh it's been a year i hate the coronavirus can i just say that uh, anyway this is gang your moderator and emotional literacy teacher also a psychotherapist and a trauma specialist from Project Steady Asia. This has been Channel Steady and Gang, and maybe you'll hear from me again.